0: Hello and welcome to episode Hello two everybody. of The Bigger Podcast. Obviously, you love the first one that much that you're here for the second yeah. one.
1: So welcome back and thank you for watching the first one.
0: And this episode is sponsored by whoop. No, it's not really. <laughs> but I need to get my money back for it.
1: Yeah, you do. Because he's like, oh, look what I just got in the post. It was free and it was this, not free.
0: This is, uh, I never said, well, free enough. Uh, comes out every month. So, <laughs> um, and the business to pay for it. This is a bit of advice. Probably Mark and Ian will agree with me. There's two prices to everything. Okay. There's the price that something is, and there's the price that you tell your wife.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> the
0: problem is sometimes you get confused, like a bike for instance. Instance.
1: Yeah, better not telling prices. Remember when you bought that bike? It was in the gym. I was like, why is this bike in the gym? Who does Carson's, this belong to? You?
0: bike. <laughs> no, the bike
1: you bought. When they tell me, I was like, what?
0: But I've used it loads since.
1: Mm, in a mark, when is the last time you've seen a mountainous bike?
0: Right this Saturday, aren't we? And, well. you're watching this two saturdays ago we were right. um (laughs) so yes you obviously enjoyed the first one that much that you're back to watch the second one thank you very much give us some feedback on the last one it was our first ever one Um, on this one we are going to delve into a bit more about who we are okay what it's like to be first-time parents because i think that's a big talking point that people never truly discuss properly no because it is hard hard when people say oh you're having a baby and they're like oh that's amazing that's great they're, lying to you. They're trying to catch you. It is hard. <laughs> it's laughing it is exhausting to themselves when you
1: have no idea what's coming. Exactly. Yeah.
0: It is exhausting. But you know something? It is really rewarding and we do have the most beautiful child ever. She yeah, was, we're a
1: bit biased, but
0: yeah. If you watch our socials, which you should, um, you'll know Mabel <laughs> was at work with us last week. It's just when this is recorded time? So. <laughs> yeah, Mabel was the class, and she was the model student wasn't she?
1: She was so well-behaved. She was eating her wee lunch, she was doing her stretches, like doing the timer for everyone.
0: She was copying everything mummy was doing. And yeah, yeah. you know something, so that is, re- it's really good. And we hear people talk about it all the time, you should introduce kids to exercise at an early age, get some confident with it. Because you know yourself, you feel a bit uncomfortable going to a gym. Mm-hmm. Bring your child here, okay? If you're if you're coming to Mama, that's usually any ages, but yep. usually most people come and they are um,
1: eight weeks. Some eight, some are babies, but you know we
0: with Henry three, and Maggie,
1: know. who you know are in primary school, and we love to see them too because they obviously can do a wee bit of the exercises, or AJ like to join in, so it's fun watching them too. Yeah. You know we got we sort of. Maybe weights as Just uh,
0: sign the waiver first. Yes, I know. <laughs>
1: health and safety first, but doing the wee beside their mummies and it's so sweet because most people think of like men in the gym and they don't think about women or children and it's just nice for them to see that environment.
0: There was one woman that started at Ray Academy and she was about 20 minutes into a session and she asked me, is this a woman's only gym? <laughs> I was like, how do I tell this woman, yeah, there's, there's men that train here sometimes.
1: <laughs> they, we they, do have men.
0: We have a men's strength class too.
1: Yes, we do. Just... There may be more in the mornings and the women's are at home making all the lunches for all the kids and getting the bags packed. But that's not all mummies Men have all the time to get out.
0: Yeah, exactly. they're going to go down that road. No. Um, so now that we've got all that out of the way and the giddiness, we're going to go into what it was like becoming first-time parents. Um, I think, I wouldn't say we were a bit naive Um, whenever Alice was pregnant and we always talked about that you were coming here when you were pregnant and stuff Mm -hmm. like you know helping out we always talked about you know how we were going to you know bring Mabel in we'll get our lunch together this is when I was going to work 50, 60 hours a week and we just go for a wee walk and stuff but it's chaos isn't it?
1: It is a bit mad I was very I wanted be a structure, you know, all the everything you google, like all the you know, mum websites is like, you know, you need a plan, your child needs to go to bed every four hours. And to me, then I couldn't go anywhere because as soon as she woke up, she needed her bum change, she needed her, her bottle, and then she needed to go to bed again. So there was no time to come in to go for lunch, or I didn't want to disrupt her structure. But when they're babies, now that I've learned they sleep anywhere, they sleep in their pram, or they you know, they they like to be out in the fresh air. So if I was going to do it again, I would do it a lot different. You would, yeah, I think so.
0: The only benefit is, and I think Alex should become a sleep nanny, is from a very early age, Mabel started going to bed about, well, her old schedule was about 10, and she slept through to maybe half six, seven. Yeah. Now she goes to bed every night religiously, half seven, and give or take in the you mornings. You wouldn't
1: know what time she gets up. Because I'm already away to work. Of course, yeah, that's the reason.
0: <laughs> I get the occasional lying, but my whoop tells me so. Okay, so it tells you how fatigued you are, and you, you have to get extra sleep.
1: Yeah, but no, I go. she goes to bed half seven, eight, Depending if you're maybe home late or something, but she sleeps to half six, score to seven. And if she's super tired, you maybe seven, half seven, like she's a really, really good sleeper, just like her daddy. So we're very, very fortunate. At least she got something for me. She's a double. Well, um, at least she's a good sleeper because me and you do not cope well when we don't have any sleep. And then when she is up in the middle of the night, we're like, What's going on? Are we dreaming? Is that really her? Because we're just so not used to it. i
0: when mean, she's not well, when I
1: mean, she's not well. So we like when she's well and she sleeps. But my, but then she's in a better mood all day because she can uh, be yeah. very moody and very grumpy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, um, my advice to any people who are going to become parents, and we, it took us a long time to figure this out, in my opinion. Okay. Is people, whenever they become parents, is they just become mummy and daddy.
1: Yeah.
0: It took us quite a while to realize that, you know, we're still husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Um. So go on dates. Yep. You date know,
1: your husband, date your wife.
0: Yeah. Use Use grandparents for babysitters. You'll see next week that Stuart will talk about how much he loves me well.
1: You nearly need to go back to like you're, you know, 16 again or just starting going out because you need to make, you know, time to go to the cinema or go out for dinner because babies do take over your life and... McDonald's is not a date. No, or going (laughs) to the gym and working on a Tuesday night is not a date, Mr. Bigger. You know, just so you know. But I, everyone says... You know, babies are super hard, but I don't think nobody appreciates how hard they are until you have one. Yeah, I think it's easy for someone on the outside in, you know, saying that, but, it, you know, if they're not up doing the feeds, you know, I remember one time we were just so, so tired and we used to keep the milk, like pre-made formula, just at the very start it was so handy with um, Mabel instead of having to wait to the bottle machine made or whatever. There's no shame
0: in that. There's no shame. No, it
1: was so handy. Um, But I was just so sleep deprived. I forgot to put the <laughs> bottom off of the bottle on. So I was like holding the bottle, trying to pour you know the milk in and there was it's no bottom and i was just coming right down at my feet in this like three or four a.m in the morning and i was like what is going on but that's just funny stories to tell when she's older you know but yeah pre pre-made milk is the way to go definitely in the oh, first absolutely. early days
0: there's no difference in it than the normal stuff no um so we were originally due on the 20th of august mm-hmm. can we go back to the morning of that because <laughs> okay. I was planning a max out day. So a max out day is whenever we retest everyone's hard work over an eight week, 10 week block of certain lifts. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in my head, I was like, 20th of August is a great day. It's a Saturday. Let's book it in for then. I always jumped the gun and I would be like, here everyone, this is the date we're doing before I run it past the head of operations. <laughs> and Alex rang me and she was like, that's Mabel's duty." Judy. And I was like, nobody ever comes on their due That morning, we got up, ready to go. You're up before me. Mm-hmm. And I just heard...
1: I came up the stairs and I was like Keith I don't know if I've peed myself or if my waters have broke and then that's when he heard like you know it's going all over the floor and it's exactly
0: like it is on the movies just and fun. then
1: he was running around panicked I went downstairs to have my frosties because I'm prone to frosties I think it was like my pregnancy food and I've had it every day since Mabel's nearly two so I think I'm addicted to frosties but I was in no mad rush I had no pains or anything just but I was wasn't it? I was he like, was well, running, we're running we're around <laughs> crazy you'd think he was the one having the baby so, so. we got
0: a bag yeah we packed it six weeks ago
1: Um, we went down hospital and then that was okay but it was still sort of covid times covid was coming to an end and i'd be a real nervous anxious person and keith wasn't allowed in he had to stay out and until active labor until active labor which could have been you know any moms out there you know can be active labor it could take forever and i was like no no i can't stay here by myself like i my heart rate was getting higher i was like no i need to go home can i please go home and i'll come back whenever you want me to do checks and she was like we well, can come back every four hours you know we can check the baby and check you and oh, what did we do? And we don't live anywhere near the hospital. So oh, I got my bag and I was like, okay, see you later. And then where did we go? Sure shooting, we came to Max Out Day.
0: We came to the gym. Alex was standing in labour, in the middle of the gym, counting reps.
1: And like anyone that's, you know, maybe water broke might could be different for everyone, I don't know, but they don't just break and then they stop. You know, it's like... They Constant. just keep coming. So I was standing here, everyone doing their big, you know, deadlifts or squats or nice whatever. Behind and with them up. I could just feel like my shorts <laughs> getting wetter and wetter every like minute. But I couldn't tell. Some people knew I was in Labour because obviously shirt knew that's morning you know that morning. And everyone had, was
0: wondering where I was. Because yes. they knew this was your Judith.
1: So they were putting two to two together and it was very hard for me to try and pretend oh no, I'm not in Labour right now. But yeah, that's what we did Max Out Day and Mabel came the next day.
0: But like that just shows you the level of commitment we have for this place. But w- it, when we were there, like everyone there, yes, they're members of the academy, but they were like family, so yeah. it was lovely. They, these were the first ones to know we were pregnant. Yeah, we posted a picture straight into after the sixteen week scan.
1: Yep, we, we did. Post- we didn't want to tell too early, but we wanted to tell everyone in the gym first, you know, bar or me and you know, family, you know, mums and dads and that sort of thing. But Remember, my
0: mum and dad didn't believe us.
1: Um, and I just was—it was a shock for everyone. But everyone was so lovely, and they're always checking in on me or. You know, seeing or like, you know, commenting if my bump was getting bigger because in the morning my bump would be non-existent and by like home time, you know, in that evening it would agree like. The two tenfold, boxes you know? of Frosties. Yeah, so, and it was lovely and it was a nice day to spend rather than me home stressing and it was a nice environment to be around and, you know, it was just a nice start to the morning. I wouldn't recommend doing it again, but it was nice at the time.
0: <laughs> and then, um, obviously that evening, we you, they ended up keeping you overnight. And I had to sleep in a mini Cooper. Was it a mini
1: Cooper? Oh, yeah, it was a mini Cooper. So yeah. a wee small one, not even you
0: the, know, one you have now. the one
1: we have now. But again, he Best kept, night's sleep I had. So every four hours, we'd like drive down and then they'd send me out again. And we maybe went down to Castle Gardens for a walk to try and get her like moving. We Let's also went and to Nando's. Her. We didn't know if it was a girl or a boy at this stage. I was adamant it was a boy. Then we went to Nando's, yes. I so was sitting in Nando's having my dinner. Um, but I thought it needed my strength, so it needed to eat something. But then Keith was like, can you please just stay in the hospital? Just lie down rest, because he was just sick of driving up and down the road. And then...
0: Who, me, complain.
1: <laughs> and then I stayed there all night, and I didn't get much sleep, but because there were checks and everything through the night. But And you came in at like six or seven the next morning, and it was all, was was all my ahead. I was
0: sitting in the McDonald's drive through and you rang me, and you were like... <laughs> because I need breakfast. You were like...
1: You didn't bring me breakfast. I
0: didn't even think I told you I went to McDonald's. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> and you rang me and you were like, you need to come now. And I, I'm i going to admit, well, I shouldn't admit this because there's any polos watching. Maybe we went a wee bit over the speed limit. Okay. But I got there, got parked, came in and it was, it was chaos. Maybe we were sitting and there was some woman screaming down the hall and I was, I, I think I needed to we
1: I think we were both really naive. Obviously I was going to go through everything that was coming, but I don't think we appreciated what was coming or the noises we might have heard in the labour ward you know you see it on TV and you're like is it really like that like she's exaggerating like no way and then we heard the noises and I was like oh my goodness like it's just a bit mad there was me bouncing on the birth wall
0: (laughs) (laughs) and I had to keep that mask on but one thing we did notice straight away well we did notice straight away we noticed whenever they did initially say to you that it was going to be an emergency section Mm -hmm. your midwife knew from that morning she wouldn't let you eat or drink anything.
1: It was so strange, but because, you know, first time we didn't know and I, I thought it was very strange because in the build-up everyone said M- bring snacks and, you know, keep yourself hydrated and keep your energy up but she was not, you know, she was really against me eating anything so she must have knew and didn't want to worry me. Um, You know, obviously things weren't progressing the way they were they meant to so she just didn't want to let on to closer to the time. Yeah,
0: and this went on for quite, it went on for a full day it wasn't until mm-hmm. that night. Yeah. And I remember two young doctors coming in, two ladies, and they were trying to tell you, just hold on, go for one another was few was an
1: hours. intern, not, not nothing against interns, but she was only learning to be a midwife. they no, well-educated even yes, we- I, I know, of course they are. But
0: um, they were saying to you, look, we're going to hold on, we're going to keep seeing if this is going to progress. And it was one of the, my most proudest moments. You, you said, no, we don't want this to turn into a full-blown say, Let's get this action done.
1: You know, yeah, I think our midwife, it's sort of like, you know, on, you know, whispered to us like she was really rooting for us to go now she didn't want us to wait maybe she had thought something was seriously bad going to happen so she was like no you just stand up for yourself you've been literally in labour you know all day and all night you need to this baby needs to come because if you think back I remember a couple weeks before my movements my belly were really really low so we couldn't feel them. so I had to go down a fetal assessment and they that was
0: the first time I ever seen a sweep
1: yes yeah, so <laughs> never then, no. The doctor went and checked me and he's like, You give me a sweep? And obviously, never had one before. I was like, Yeah, sure.
0: You said, Yeah, sure. And I was like, But we have nothing with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Keith thought, like, once you got a sweep, the baby was like right there. But he didn't. Jimmy a sweep. thought
0: that they just like, pulled her out by the arms.
1: And I was a couple of centimetres. Remember, then we went to McDonald's on the way home and you didn't go to work the next day. Yeah, and had a like...
0: real thing about McDonald's.
1: <laughs> and we just thought the baby was coming, you know. So the next day, like, we tidied the room, like nesting, as they call it, and got everything ready. But two weeks later, I think she should have been here earlier, but. She just she was wasn't lodged
0: in your hip bone.
1: Yeah, couldn't get her down any further. So I think she if she wasn't stuck, she definitely would have maybe been there, you know, quicker than we thought.
0: Possibly. But um obviously whenever the doctors come in, you have to sign that you want this section done and mm-hmm. they have to go through all the terms. And the terms was probably
1: And the dangers.
0: The danger was one of the one things I said I could probably never sit through again because everything was, you know, this is what might happen, could result in death. This was, mm-hmm. this is also what could happen, could result in death. They must have said death four or five oh times. I was
1: hysterical I was like why are you reading this to me you're going to do it regardless I, I don't need to know this I generally
0: think that you know they should rewrite these things because yeah. you know and he's done to so yeah, like they were
1: going to do it so like I, so she was illegal. making me nervous
0: but then they took you into this room we talked about it yesterday it's like um, it looked like a storeroom we like, just watched too
1: much Grey's Anatomy and we just think these big fancy theatres never and, seen Grey's no. Anatomy <laughs> all <laughs> these like lovely big I don't know lights lights and <laughs> Machines, But yeah, it was like a pokey wee classroom. Yeah,
0: so that's exactly what looked like, an old ni- 1990 classroom. But they take you in there and you can talk to us the next part because you know more about it than I do because I just try to mentally block it out the best I can.
1: Yeah, well, they took me in and they gave me, I don't know, numbed me from, you know, my shoulders down and they did like the ice cube test and What's everything. They, call it? they
0: numbed you from tits to toes.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where they numbed me. So then they did the... Ice cube test, you put it on your shoulder as supposed to make sure you can't feel anything. So obviously it was freezing for cold. And as she went down my body, it got, you know, I couldn't yeah. feel it. So it wasn't cold anymore. Um, and put the guess, spinal and stuff like that and got me all strapped up to the machines and lay me down. And they put the big curtain up. And part of me was like, no, don't put the curtain up. I want to see what you're doing. You know, I want, I think I would, I love to watch that. And if it, I had been you, I'd have been like, oh yeah, let's peek over the curtain and see that wee what's
0: bit going on. I Never. So I had no Just seen my no,
1: no view at all And I was adamant It was a boy And everyone There was about like 20 people in the room Yeah So there was like A team for me And a team for the baby And, and one
0: person for me <laughs> Yeah And
1: I had convinced him I was a boy And I had convinced Keith It was a boy And For the
0: 40, 40 weeks before this I was convinced it was a girl Because I always said I wanted a girl mm-hmm. I was like I seen a picture of Alex When she was a flower girl When you were about Three or four Yeah And I turned around to him I remember turning around you. I was like I'll have one of those And I have one With my attitude <laughs> He's deeply Come regretting here.
1: that there. I no, I had everyone convinced, so they pulled her out. Obviously, we done
0: the ring test. We done what else? We done so many. Of those we did
1: everything things. and everything said a boy. boy because then remember when we were in that fetal assessment two weeks before we were telling the girl our stories and we thought it was a boy and she like smirked yeah. when she was reading the notes as if it said it was a boy or something. So that nearly con- concreted it that it was a boy because even in the twenty week scan, rate. yes, that's right, heart rate. Everyone goes off the heart rate. So, but then in
0: one of your scans, they said about ovaries.
1: Yes, remember. So in the 20-week scan, obviously, they check all my ovaries and everything. But and then, then, then her
0: phone rang and she came back and you said, we were at the ovaries and you're like, Oh, our ovaries are fine.
1: No, I think I she know. said, oh, whose ovaries? Oh, yes, that was it. A... But I never like caught on. I think, I just assumed she meant mine. I never said it to you to a few weeks later and then obviously it just clicked. So I was like, oh, maybe it could be a girl. But I was, I don't know why I thought it was a boy. Obviously, I had no way of telling. I just felt like it was. Yeah. And then we, they let us to see who, if it was a girl or a boy. First, they obviously pulled her out after they had rummaged around in there and got her. And. Lift her up and she was screaming. (sighs) She was so purple. So purple. And her wee long fingers and her wee long legs. But the
0: thing is, I always (laughs) said, like, obviously, when you watch your shows and they're covered in, like, all that gunk, and I remember saying to you, I'm not touching that way unless (laughs) they they clean her off because it was disgusting. I know. What was the first thing I did? I know. Took her straight in. It's just so different. Do
1: you remember even though before he pulled her out, I was just being really nosy and I, because I couldn't see anything, I had to try and listen. So, like, I stopped talking. That
0: was, that was. But
1: Keith thought, in that was words,
0: after she was out. I was holding her.
1: Yeah, and I I went deadly silent, but I was just trying to listen probably. But I kept for her saying Alex,
0: and... Alex, but you weren't like you were still trying to listen no, to them. I probably was a
1: wee bit out but, of it too. And I
0: thought that this was like the turning yeah. point. So that and was real scary. That always comes up every time we talk about baby number two because mm-hmm. I'm like, Can, I do that again. Could I risk losing you? Like that was that was terrifying.
1: Yeah, it was. But it but yes. came around.
0: Then they take me, took me away, sent me down to the room we were originally in, and I was holding this baby and this Mabel, and her hat kept coming off, and I was like, I can't put this hat on. How am I going well, we to be We didn't dad? know.
1: We'd never really had been around with and, nieces and nephews, but like...
0: And then the the midwife was like, do you want to like, put a baby girl on her? And I was like, a baby what? <laughs> <laughs> no. And like, it's so terrifying because you don't want to like, um, hurt her wee fingers and no. stuff and all. And... You know when your arm gets sore? Normally, when you're look, holding somebody else's child, <laughs> I remember feeling this, and my arm was getting sore. And I was like, "Who would I give? Who would I give this baby to?" It's yours. You can't give it you away. Can't give it away. But then you came down, and um, you said the tea and toast is the best thing ever. You didn't want
1: it. Nope, didn't. And I then, would. I can't comment on the tea and toast to be honest.
0: And then they said to you, "Do you want to hold? Do you want to hold your daughter?" Because maybe you have to breastfeed for the first time. How did that feel?
1: I wanted to try. I wasn't going to be a breastfeeder. You know, I everyone's opinion's different. Mm-hmm. So if you want to breastfeed, that's great. If you don't want to, that's also great. Um, but I just wanted to try and give her first feed, just, you know, so she maybe could get some. But the midwife... Or, that's
0: where that bond came, because she's such a girl. Got...
1: I don't know, maybe. But the midwife had to help me. But again, I was numb from tits you to toes, just... so I couldn't really feel anything.
0: Well, that's another crazy thing, because I think it's mad that you've just been through, like, running a marathon.
1: Mm-hmm. That's and, Yeah, that's what they I they're as. like,
0: Right, daddy, go you home and get some sleep when we will yeah. take over from here and I was like and they told me I couldn't come down till 7 o'clock the next yeah, evening
1: I know because the Covid time like they wheeled me away literally I think we didn't even have an hour together and like I was just out sort of like a cesarean section is major surgery and if someone has major surgery they're like told How many layers do they go through? I think 7 7 layers. and it was so strange because the way they describe it is like you're hooking in your handbag for something I I couldn't feel any pain, but they were tugging at me from side to side.
0: They were pulling. You know, there
1: was a doctor at each side of me, obviously stitched from side to side, and I could feel them pulling me from side to side. It was so the strangest feeling, like as if they were rummaging nearly down into my spine to, you know, find things. But, you know, if you have major surgery, you go home and rest and you don't do anything for weeks and weeks but there was you sent home and there was me sent into maternity I ward had with the baby such a good night's nice
0: sleep that night it was my last one
1: and it's, it's just mad what mummies have to do so straight away after having a baby
0: but like this is where I said on the last one as well it's like I have so much admiration so much respect so much you know love for mummies because they do
1: so much so much and like, unless you do be in that situation nobody has any idea they might they might think they do but until you go through that yourself I think it's so hard to know
0: but then that brings me back to that sin. What sin? You know, blood is thicker than water. Again, I say yeah. it in every podcast.
1: I know, but, but you love it. But the covenant, true,
0: all mummies that come to this, they know what they've all been through and they all know, yeah, they're one tough mum over there.
1: That's why it's so it's such a safe place, you know, in the re-mama classes or any of the classes, you know. They I have, have to heard, come to my I've classes. I've heard every birth story in this place. But it's... Some of the stories can be such a debut and they're like, oh no, don't talk about it. Or, you know depend on the type of birth they had or they've stitches or they did this labor for like 3 days. Some people are nervous to tell but it's a really really big thing and people I think need to be more honest about it to get it out of their system because it can be traumatic. Um I don't I didn't talk about it a long time at the start and I didn't want to think about it and it was, was it? it's not really something I not that I don't want to remember the birth of my daughter but it's not something I tend to think about very often and I know a lot of mummies are like that and not in not in a bad way but just it was it's not like you see in movies just like mummy two pushes and the baby's there. You know, some mummies are and that's great, but... I
0: was 19 when the baby just came out. Yeah, it's... She um, was standing up.
1: It's a lot more than what people think sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think it should be talked about more to get people prepped for it.
1: I think so like because we were in COVID maybe there's no antenatal classes and that stuff so there might be things like that I hope there is but we were definitely going on blind
0: uh, we done a 1st aid e-course over Zoom
1: yeah and that wasn't even for the birth that was just how to look after after in case you burn yourself or choke in but...
0: it's mad like you do like a driving test to drive a car but they don't and do lessons
1: and <laughs> lessons Yes. No, like in Love Island where they get like the doll for like twenty four hour nope. challenge. Know nothing
0: about Love Island. Well,
1: I'll tell you this what happens in Love Island. So you get like a baby and it must be like more controlled and it cries when it's hungry or it needs a spum changed or whatever. I think people should have that and like when they're sixteen in science class and it'll, you know, teach you a few manners, I think.
0: Well won't <laughs> Yeah. But um <laughs> we couldn't be any more prepared than we are now.
1: Yeah, if if we ever have another child, I'd say a few things they would do differently, but what I've done in the past, I wouldn't change. And yeah. we love her to bits and we couldn't be without her. And Depending on the day.
0: It brought you to... to <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll say it. She helped you create re Yeah,
1: definitely. So if it wasn't for her, I'd be... I guarantee I'd be in an office job, nine to five. And I wouldn't be, you know, in the gym as much as I am. Yeah.
0: No, you're talking about office jobs and stuff. We we touched on it last week, but we didn't go into too much detail on it. Um, Work ethic. Where do you get your work ethic? Because you don't stop.
1: I I just like to have all my chores done or you my You have lists I love lists And
0: then she has lists for me to do as well
1: And you don't do them and your list just gets longer and longer and that stresses me out more but sort I of. love a good list in my diary and I love ticking them off but I if I've got two hour window where Mabel's having a nap and I've got like A, B and C to do I need to do A, B and C before I can to down My A, B and C is
0: lie down and no. rest
1: I'm like I need to do these three things because then I know I've maybe an hour left where there's no distractions I can sit down nice and relaxed that I've all done and then I can watch Grey's Anatomy or Riverdale or whatever I'm watching on that particular day and just stress-free. Um, but I like to get all my chores done. I don't know, I, I remember my granddad, bless him, he he was always like, you know, up and go. go. Like he never sat down. I remember, his, it's so funny now, thinking because my granny used to give off about him. Be like, George is never in the house, he's always out here because he's either cutting grass or Hedges. up a ladder, <laughs> a hedge. And he, he's got four, he he has four sons and they could cut their grass themselves and they would but he just was like no no I'll cut your grass and he would drive around
0: at 60 mile an hour everywhere
1: oh he used to scare the life out of me in his car he used to go around corners literally on like two wheels but he just worked from day to night and then he'd come home and granny making his dinner and he'd put on a wee bit of Jessica Fletcher and watch Murder, She Road, or Cowboys and then he'd be away out again he'd be away to bowls or he never sat down and then you know everyone you know in my past like has been workers and I went to work when I was 15 like Because I'm only twenty one, that was only like, you know, six years ago, but... Um, not really twenty one. I wish
0: bullshit. But
1: I my first job was in birthdays, so I want to really show my age because people maybe listening this don't even remember what birthdays is. But birthdays card shop. is a card shop.
0: And where was it? It was where Mrs. Brown's. Was yeah,
1: where was. Mrs. Brown's um, is, is beside Pound Stretcher, and I loved it. My auntie worked there, my cousin, and some really good people. It was only there was about six of us, so we were so so close, and that's why I love a good card and a good balloon. Now I think that's it's really stuck card. with me. But I loved it because even. Me and my aunt used to work on a Thursday night, and she lived near me, so she'd take me home. But we'd stop and flash in the pan, which is now the Diamond Chippy. I
0: thought you were going to say McDonald's. <laughs>
1: no, nope, not McDonald's. Flash in the pan again, show my age. And we used to get like we go on a chip on a Thursday night and go home. But it's just something I did. I suppose I started working, I got my own money. I just like to be independent. I'm very much like no, no. You're well, very much independent. I'll buy that myself, or if I want something, I'll buy it. Or I just don't like depending on people. I don't like to feel like a burden. So but if you it, depend
0: on people, it's the quickest way to be let down
1: sometimes so I just I'd rather go, just go and sort it myself and I'm not a great person to ask for help too um, but I'm trying to but I just feel even in some jobs where i done if I feel like I was going to ask them to do something I have to explain it to them but by the time I have to explain it to them I could have it done so I might as well just do it you know even though that's such a bad thing but I'm like no I'll just get it done and then I complain at night time to Keith I'm so tired of it so much
0: and you do do so much though.
1: but yeah um, I've had so many jobs but it got me to here so that's a good thing I'd I just couldn't the, decide what I wanted to do. I'd give
0: you the job anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but no, yeah, long time working. But no, I, I'll I'll go with my granddad because he was just such a wee hard worker and
0: but it's, always it, up to something. It just means that they've imprinted onto you. Because I, I seen a thing, it was on Chris Willex, I think that's who he says his name. He's like, you know, whenever you're raising kids, you have to be very wary of the people that they're surrounded with. So whenever he was sending his kid to school, the first person he went to meet was, you know, the sports coaches and um, find out their backgrounds, what they were, what drives them, because mm-hmm. they're going to be the people that's going to imprint them the most. Yeah. Especially when it comes to competitiveness, fitness, all that. And that's how he decide on what school to send them to. Okay. Because, you know, if you have a, a PE teacher or a sports coach that doesn't really care.
1: Yeah. And you're not going to be ca- interested in that, you know. It's
0: not that they're going to be interested. It's, it's They could imprint onto them and then they're going to be like, yeah, well, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just here to cash a cash check and go. So we'll have a lot of vetting to do before we decide what nursery school Mabel's you know, going
1: <laughs> But even that's great. Like Mabel sees us in the gym too. So that's teaching her from a young age that coming to the gym is not about, you know, showing your muscles in a mirror. It's about coming to be healthier, to be fitter, to clear your mind. We, you know, everyone that comes to re-mom classes or, you know... It, She's
0: going to be such a social butterfly, you know? That?
1: Yeah, it, it's just a nice habit to teach because when we grew up in the leisure centers, as you know, you'll touch on... Maybe next week. Maybe next week. Um. <laughs> You know, it was just like muscly men that went to the gym and you were scared to go because they were posing in front of the mirror. And if you did go, all you did
0: was use the cardio machines because that's all you felt confident in
1: Yeah, and you didn't really get like a gym induction or anything so you were even maybe scared to break the machines but I think it's nice now to see people in the gym for really good reasons and people might grow up doing that and I think it helps so many ways
0: Well, we said as well Remember I was telling you the first proper personal trainer I went to and um, the reason I picked this personal trainer was because he was in great shape hmm and I couldn't believe how great a ship he was in. And I was about 17. And I was using pretty much all the money I was getting from washing cars or working an extra vision. And I was paying 25, 30 pound an hour. And on the second session, first session he nearly killed me. He gave me two heavy dumbbells on chest press. Didn't know what it was even called that then. And the weight came straight back down. Nearly took a head off me. Um, The session lasted about 20, 25 minutes. Still took the full payment. Fair enough. He was yeah. booked out for that hour. But... um that nearly turned me off gyms altogether. And oh, nice. then the second session, we were about 20 minutes in and he asked me, did I want to go on a cycle? And my response was, I, I don't own a bike. <laughs> but what he actually meant was a cycle of steroids. Mm-hmm. I was seven. I wasn't even 17. I was probably only coming 17. It was whenever I was trying to get fit for the army. And um, to offer somebody something like that at that age is, you know, reckless. It, it's completely, I never went back after that because I was like, this guy's just tried to drug me up. Yeah. Um, no. And like, it nearly tainted my impressions of gyms. And it wasn't until Stuart started taking me to his gym in the rainy um, and let me take part in their sessions that I realised, you know, this is class. And the, the the fact that, you know, you could maybe lift heavier the, the next week or, you know...
1: Run a bit farther or...
0: Beat somebody in a race or whatever. Yeah. It was, That's what motivated me to keep going back. And, like, you know, the fact that Stuart let me do that for free and not £25 per hour yeah. was massive as well, especially someone at that age. Because... You don't realise when you're in school, and this is, if any school leavers are watching this, you see when you're in school that people say it's the best days. The reason it's the best days, everything's organised for you. Yeah. All your sporting events. And
1: your friends are there all day.
0: You've got a team because they have to be there. Yeah. It's free. That's the main yeah. one. It's free. As soon as you leave school, you're never, never getting anything no, for free once again. Once
1: work starts, everything just is expensive.
0: But it's, just how, it's just how life rules. rolls. Yeah. But, um, so enjoy your times at school and stuff.
1: If I go back to high school, I would go back in a heartbeat
0: listen this is an interesting one. Tell us about your sport background in school. What were you into?
1: Nope. I remember... Um, nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no sporting background. Nope. That was a sharp no. We played netball. I went to Markville High School and netball was the you know, the game that's all we played. Unless you were super duper at netball, the coach was not like super interested in you you know she mm. had her team she had her favorites which is fair enough you know some people were sporty and some weren't so
0: anyone who went to high school knows exactly yeah this.
1: um but we would then if you weren't playing that boy you'd sit up on the stage and you know probably like chat to the boys or chat to, you know whoever wasn't there
0: and that's how we got here <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no i played a wee bit but nothing like maybe come to sports day and i would avoid like you know the long jump and high jump but everything at all costs um wasn't interested at all but now because I do f- like like exercise more and I'm into it. I wish I could go back to high school and do more netball and do more cross country and the long jump and everything because I think I maybe was just not influenced well enough to like sport.
0: This is what I was talking
1: You know, about. so I think now that I have been influenced well, I could go, I would go back and do it a wee bit different. But I just, I didn't grow up in that, you know, background maybe, you know, people are you know where I lived we just messed about in the evening and played curbsies or 40-40 yeah. you know the, they weren't really in sports teams so I didn't go out and join sports teams which I love playing you know curbsies and like Raptor running and everything I wouldn't change that for a minute but yeah. I definitely think people around you influence things
0: that, that's what me, me yeah. and Chris Pollock were just saying there um, so like we just must saying we have to be worried who Mabel hangs about with but like I'm all for her getting the absolute most out of life yeah. the only way she's going to do that is being pushed and I think she's got two good parents she's got Really good grandparents that will yeah. push her to obviously.
1: So good. Fulfill. So I love much. her to do loads and loads of classes, but I don't want to be this mommy that has to drive to like we'll all see these. See them all
0: the time. A million classes
1: every night. Like she got swimming, then she got gymnastics, then she got ballet. I'm like, no, no, you can't do any of these unless you do them in school and then come home at three o'clock, and then that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got school, stuff to do in the evening.
0: <laughs> I've got work so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, we'll we'll. Uh, We'll wrap this up because we yeah. said we would keep them under 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry we're bending everybody's ear this evening.
0: But no, that's if you haven't heard from that pod, that that um, episode, we are so passionate about our daughter mm-hmm. and like, we'll talk next week with Stuart about it because um, he's as mad about her as we are. Yeah, and she's so
1: lucky to have amazing grandparents.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, anyone who is going to be parents, you know, reach out to us. Yeah,
1: ask, I would have if to If not us,
0: help. ask your parents, ask anybody. Yeah, um, Experience, you know, it's the best people to get uh, get advice from. Cause yeah, seeing it on Google or seeing it
1: yeah, one born movie, every minute. And little, uh, yeah, definitely awesome. speak to people. Most recently, and you know, join groups. And that's my biggest advice would be I didn't really join any groups or try and learn anything beforehand, but if you can have the opportunity to talk to someone who's just been through it, or your mum or your granny or anything, definitely I'd recommend it. Yeah, and don't be scared. And it comes naturally. And You'll, you'll figure it out as you go along. There's no instruction manual and you just got to do it anyway.
0: And if you want to watch us figure it out, you can follow us <laughs> on social media yep. here and here. Um, yeah, we'll wrap it up. Next week, we have the main man himself. We so have
1: looking forward to it.
0: Shirt, and he's going to show you something that he's never... Well, that sounds a bit bad. He's going to show you something that he's probably never shown anyone before.
1: You know, his definitely nobody of, in the gym.
0: Yeah, exactly. But no, thank you very much for tuning into the second episode of The Bigger Podcast. If you... Um, know anyone that you'd like us to try get on interview? You know, send us a message. Yeah. Let us know how we're getting on. And,
1: and if, if you have any feedback or questions, just please let us know as well.
0: and If you want a discount code for a whip,
1: <laughs> highly recommend it.
0: But no, thank you very much, and I'll chat to you as soon.
1: Thank you. Bye bye.